Ah, what up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen on this beautiful October eighth, two thousand and twenty afternoon. I know I'm getting to my podcast a little late. I've been having a couple things going on, trying to take my podcast to the next step. So, God willing, I'm hoping next week I'm going to be able to actually start shooting footage while I'm podcasting. So. Uh, Crossing my fingers on that. I have a lot of things that I want to talk about today. The vice presidential debate was last night. And I know a lot of people are really talking about how the fly flew on Mike Pence's head. But I think it's kind of ironic that the fly flew on his head. And it stayed on his head while he was talking about systemic racism. And how he thinks that systemic racism isn't going on in America. I mean, this is a guy who says... He's a God, quote-unquote, God-fearing man, and he was attacking Kamala Harris and Joe Biden's religious beliefs, and last night, I felt like both participants, they really didn't answer the question, and I was listening to CBS, and they was talking about, in debate school, what you're taught to do is answer the question that you want to answer, so I kind of understand why you know, Kamala Harris and Mike Pence weren't answering the actual question. And Mike Pence kept going back. He was asking. He was asked one question. He was like, "I would like to use my time to go back to the, the previous question." Nah, bro, stay on topic. Let's answer this question. Kamala Harris. I felt like she was on the def- defensive side a lot, like she was playing DB or something like that. But all in all, I think it was uh, a lot more calmer than you know President Trump and Joe Biden's debate. But with that even being said, man, we are 26 days away from the election. Please go outside and make sure that you're voting, man. If you're listening to my podcast and you don't vote, please stop listening to my podcast. I already told my line brother, he was talking about, hey, Josh, you know, I wasn't going to vote. But I see that you said if you don't vote, if you don't vote and then stop talking to me. I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, I'm dead serious, man. If you don't go vote, don't talk to me. I'm cutting off my line, brother. So if I'm cutting off my line, brother, even though he said he is going to vote, y'all don't stand a chance, man. So please take warnings. Please take heed. Your your next 40 years is going to be dependent on this vote, on this election. So please go out and vote. You're setting the standard for your kids. You're setting the standard for your grandkids. You're setting the standard for your your environment, for your uh, people around your age group. So please go and vote. I cannot emphasize and stress that enough. But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into episode 21 of Josh's Proximity. So the last time that we talked, the Lakers went up one game to zero, went up 1-0 on the the Miami Heat. They whooped them 116-98, and the Heat came back strong. They ended up winning one straight, but I've always had the Lakers in five from the jump. So right now the series is 3-1 L.A., LeBron... Right now, maybe the finals MVP, but Anthony Davis is having a strong case. He has really been their closer throughout this entire postseason. So, game five is coming up tomorrow. The Lakers will be wearing the Mamba Sita and Mamba jerseys that they're 5-0 and currently in the bubble with. The Miami Heat don't stand a chance, man. I'm sorry. Jimmy Butler... I think Jimmy Butler has proven to be a superstar. I know a lot of people, even myself, has had Jimmy Butler on the cusp of an all-star 
maybe superstar, but I think throughout this playoff run, he has shown that he is a legitimate superstar. He can play you both sides of the ball. He can go give you 40 when he needs to, like in game three, um, like he did against Giannis and them boys, and he can lock you up whenever he needs to as well. And he's a really good, uh, he's a really good facilitator, but we've, we already knew the Heat were outmatched. They don't, they don't have the superstars that L.A. does. They don't have a LeBron James on the other side of the court. They don't have a guy that can go get you 45-11 at any given moment in Anthony Davis. I mean, they're just too tall. They're beating them on a rebound, beating them on a free throw, beating them in the points in the paint. Um, So, uh, you know, I want to congratulate the Heat for, finish, for finishing in second place. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear the claps in the background, but, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Butler, Miami Heat, you guys have ran through the East. You have proven me right that Giannis and the Bucks were overrated. And I'm just so happy that LeBron is getting his fourth ring, especially what's been going on this entire year with Kobe Bryant, the late, great Kobe Bryant passing away in a tragedy. And even Michael Jordan releasing the Last Dance documentary. I think it shifted not just older people, but even people my age, like, dang, Michael Jordan was really that dude. Even I was on here saying, yeah, I think Michael Jordan may be the one, but I think LeBron James has reminded us why he is the greatest basketball player to ever do it. So, Lakers and five, thank you, man. I, I really hope that they close it out tomorrow. So, yeah, let's go. All right, now it's time to go ahead and start flipping pages, because you know what time it is, man. It is the NFL time. Hold on. Before I get to the NFL segment part of my podcast, I would like to say that my New York Yankees are currently down 2-1 in the division series of the American League. Man, we got to win two straight in order to make it to the championship series of the American League. So, ah, I'm crossing my fingers. I really hope that we come back and win, but... It's not looking too good. My homeboy made my homeboy Butts actually made a good reference. He said that the the New York Yankees are the Rockets of baseball. I'm like, man, he might be right, man. So, but let me go ahead and, and switch gears because tonight's game is between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Chicago Bears Thursday night football, and we're starting to see a trend with Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady during the past has never thrown as many pick sixes as he has in the last, you could say, seven to eight games. And they're all on breaking out routes. Has Tom Brady really lost his arm? I believe so. I think Tom Brady, he still has a better arm than Drew Brees. But Tom Brady is starting to become washed. Drew Brees, I believe, is already washed. So... That's out of the door. Him and Phillip Rivers have both been watched for a very long time. Not a very long time, but this season they've both been abysmal. So, Tom Brady, eh. and it's a lot of stuff that's going on with that Tampa Bay team. Mike Evans is questionable. Scotty Miller's questionable. Leonard Fournette's questionable. LaShawn McCoy's out. Uh, O.J. Howard, my fantasy tight end, is out for the remainder of the season. Chris Godwin is out. Man, uh, they have a lot of issues, but I still got them winning tonight. I think it's going to be a really close game. I'm seeing it right now, maybe 27-20. 20, 
one possession, maybe two possession games, if anything. But let me go ahead and drop my power rankings for this week, week five of the NFL season. So I'm going to give you a rundown last week. Last week I had the Cardinals at number 10, the Tennessee Titans at number nine, Rams at eight, Tampa Bay seven, the New England Patriots number six, Ravens five, Bills four, Seahawks three, Packers two, and Chiefs one. So, looking into week five, my power rankings, I'm actually next week, hopefully, you know, as I was talking about earlier, the video, I'm going to have, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to have, but I'm going to have a different way of listing my my top ten and my power rankings of week to week going moving forward. But right now, number ten, I got the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I don't believe that the Colts really are that good. Their defense is elite. But there's a lot of questions on the offensive side. Phillip Rivers is, is awful. I don't understand why Jonathan Taylor isn't getting 25 touches a game. And they're utilizing him more out of the backfield as a receiving running back. Because, I mean, when he comes in a game, everybody already knows he's running the football. So the Colts, they got to get a little better offensively. Number nine, the Cleveland Browns. I think what the Cleveland Browns did to the, the Cowboys, 41-14 to jump out the gate. Oh, it's undeniable that the Browns are definitely a top 10 team. Now, their defense, they got to clean up because they shouldn't have allowed that comeback. But their offense is looking very potent right now. I got the Browns number nine. Number eight, I'm sticking with the Rams. Um, I know that they struggle with the New, York, the New York Giants. But the Rams, they still have Aaron Donald. They still got Jalen Ramsey, both respectively top two, top three at their respective positions. And their offense, I love the play action. I think Jared Goff has to let it rip more. They got to stop babying him so much with the play action, but they got to start taking some shots. Ravens at, I mean, the Rams at eight. Number seven, I got the Baltimore Ravens. People may ask me, why are the Ravens so low, Joshua? Well, when you go look at, when you go turn on the tape, they played the Washington football team last week. And their passing game, ugh, where is it? Lamar Jackson ran for almost a, what, a 50-yard touchdown. They won 31-17. Their defense is still playing lights out. But their offense, if you're talking about a top-five team, the Ravens have got to do better on offense. Yeah, they got one loss to the Chiefs, and that was a, a really a beatdown. But the Ravens, they got a man, I don't know if they need to pick up Antonio Brown when he is eligible, but the Ravens have got to make a move on offense. Number six, the Bills. I know I had the, the Bills last week and number four, but I didn't like what my eyes was telling me during the game between the Raiders. Now, the Raiders, their offense is not really good outside of Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. I didn't like what I saw on tape with the Bills, man. Josh Allen right now, he's definitely in the MVP race between him, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers, and even Patrick Mahomes, but... It's I don't know what it is about the Bills, but I feel like they're still missing something. That running game has got to come along a little bit better. Number five, I got the New, the New England Patriots. Now, last week I had them at number six, and right now they're the only team in the top five with a, with a two-loss record. But what they did Monday night to the Chiefs is undeniable. They went in Arrowhead. They didn't have Cam Newton. Brian Hoyer was a double agent. They went up there and they had Jared Stidham. 
And after almost the end of three quarters, the score was 6-3 to three against the number one offense in the NFL. It's undeniable. The Patriots, Bill Belichick, they're still a top five team. Now, if they had Cam Newton, I honestly and truthfully believe that they go up in Arrowhead and they beat the Chiefs. So when you got Brian Hoyer, who's taking a sack leading into halftime, who's taking a strip sack fumble in the red zone instead of just throwing it out of the back of end zone, man, make a play. Six to three, and the Chiefs scored as time expired in the third quarter. So you could really say the first three quarters held the Chiefs to six points? Yeah, they a top five team. I don't care what you have to say about it. Number four, I got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now the Bucks, it's high, it's kind of hard to deny what they did to the Chargers by coming back. But the Bucks, they gotta find a running game. They gotta continue to protect Tom Brady. I think if they continue to have a pocket around Tom Brady, then they'll they'll be top five, top six team throughout this entire season. So Tom Brady is looking good while while the pocket is protected, but when it starts to eh, when it starts to get the heat starts to turn up a little bit, Tom Brady is looking very flustered. Number three, I got Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson right now is definitely number one when it comes to the, the NFL MVP. He's doing more with less. Yes, he has DK Metcalf. Yes, he has Chris Carson. Yes, he has Tyler Lockett. But they're getting the majority of the t- attention each game. His defense is terrible. They can't. They couldn't even stop the Dolphins. Like, what are we talking about? Russell Wilson is commanding this team. He's commanding this ship. Seahawks number three. Number two, the Green Bay Packers. Now, this team with Aaron Rodgers at the at the quarterback right now, he's playing as good as I think I've. He is playing probably as as best as that fifteen and one season. Aaron Rodgers is looking amazing. What he did to the Falcons without. Aaron Lazar, without Devontae Adams, and he still carves them up the way that he did, and they're undefeated. Packers are number two, and number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I just talked about the Patriots holding holding the Kansas City Chiefs to six points through the first three quarters, but they still have the best quarterback in football in Patrick Mahomes. They still have the best tight end in football. They still have Tariq Hill and the weapons around Patrick Mahomes. They still have the offensive mind coach and Andy Reid. So, no no doubt, no nobody is doubting that the Chiefs are number one. So, Colts 10, Browns 9, Rams 8, Ravens 7, Bills 6, Patriots 5, Bucks 4, Seahawks 3, Packers 2, and Chiefs number one. So, you know, it's time for my annual – not annual, I keep saying annual, but my weekly NFL game picks, starting with tonight's game, Bears versus Bucks. I said I had the Bucks. I'm sticking with the Bucks. Bills versus Titans. This game is is really about to be looked at up under a microscope because the Tennessee Titans continue to test positive for COVID-19. But if they do play, I got the Bills beating the Titans. Jags versus Texans. I believe the firing of Bill O'Brien is finally going to lift some weight off of the, the Houston Texans' shoulders. The Texans are going to get their first win against the Jags. Bengals versus Ravens. Ravens, I think that they're going to show their passion attack this week. Ravens big. 
Panthers versus Falcons. As much as I want to say it, the Panthers have been playing some good football lately, man. And it's hard to deny it. The Falcons team is beat up. I got the Panthers beating the Falcons. Chiefs versus Raiders. The Raiders always struggle. Derek Carr continues to struggle against the, the Chiefs. I don't know what it is, but they just have his number. Chiefs big. Cars versus Jets. I got the Cardinals. I know that the Jets get Le'Veon Bell back possibly. But the Cardinals, they're going to come back strong, especially after losing it to the Carolina Panthers. Eagles versus Steelers. I'm going for the upset right here. I'm going the Eagles beating the Steelers, man. That's why I don't have the Steelers in my top ten because I feel like Big Ben is even more washed than Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees right now at their point in their career. So I got the Eagles beating the Steelers. Rams versus the Washington football team. The Rams, I think that they're going to get too much pressure on Kyle Allen. I think that they, you know, they just made a quarterback change. So I got the Rams beating the Washington football team. Dolphins versus 49ers. 49ers big. Ooh, I don't know. I'm not going to say big. It might be an upset because the way that the 49ers look against the Eagles on Sunday night football, ooh, I think I'm, I'm thinking of a change of my mind. I'm going Dolphins over the 49ers, man. Giants versus Cowboys. I will say this. If the Cowboys do not come out and at least pitch a, a shutout or close to a shutout, there's going to have to be some firing on the defensive side because the Cowboys are giving up too too many points. They're playing from behind too much, and I believe that this is the week that they bounce back. I got the Cowboys beating the Giants. Patriots versus Broncos. If they get Cam Newton back, I got the Patriots, and even if they don't, I still got the Patriots. Colts versus Browns. I believe that the Browns are the better football team, which is why they're number nine over the Colts. So I got the Browns beating the Colts. Vikings versus Seahawks, Sunday night football. I got Seattle, man. Russell Wilson is not losing. He may not lose until week 10, maybe. Week 9 of the season, I see them possibly starting 9-0. So I got Seattle over the Vikings and the Chargers versus the Saints. I believe that the pressure, if the Chargers can get back Melvin Ingram, I believe that the Chargers are going to win this game. So I got the Chargers. They just started. Justin Herbert as their quarterback for the remainder of the well not I'm not gonna say for the remainder of the season, but they officially named him the starter over Tyrod Taylor. So it's hard it's hard to deny that the Los Angeles Chargers are playing really good football. Even though they're even though that they're losing, they're playing really good football with Justin Herbert because he can push that ball down the field. So I got the Chargers over the Saints for the upset. And so that really concludes episode 21 of Joshua's Proximity. I'm so glad that you listened in, tuned in. Next week, hopefully, I will have the ability to record while I'm doing my episode. And that really concludes episode 21, Joshua's Proximity. Thank you.